a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, presented by none other than Fly Racing and Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is a trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and F R E E three day shipping. That's right, it's free. Easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. So please, go shop there, buy some stuff. They have a bunch of it. And tell them Kiefer sent you. I don't have a code, but just say that in the comments. Say, Kiefer sent me. That helps. Keep this sucker running, okay? And also, if you guys want to check out some cool videos, go to the Rocky Mountain YouTube channel. They have some really cool videos by Chase and a couple other guys out there that do some testing for Rocky Mountain good people over there and also yours truly i made some videos you guys want to check them out very fun to do informative so uh head over to the rocky mountain atvmc.com youtube channel also thank you dale spangler max steffens for having kick-ass gear thank you for 2018 having solid colorways light hydrogen if not the best gear so far this year i would say within the top two okay I wear three to four sets of different brands of gear a week, and every time I put on the light hydrogen gear, it feels like I'm going back home to my mom's house for like Christmas time when she's baking cookies and all this good food, and it just feels good. So if you haven't checked out the gear, please go check them out, flyracing.com. And if you haven't ordered any, go to Rocky Mountain, get some fly racing gear. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. I'm not every time I put it on, so... uh Boa reel. I'm a big fan of that. It's tied around my waist because, you know, motocrossers don't have a butt. So that helps. Fly racing. Thank you. Also, finally, Race Tech. Everyone over there is so cool, man. I went and visited him there two weeks ago. I didn't even know Luke from TLD. He worked at the TLD race shop for the w, um, for WP, and he did all the suspension for the TLD race, race team uh, last year. And now he's at Race Tech this year. So... It's fitting that I kind of talk about that because we are talking about the 2018 Husqvarna FC350 right now. I didn't know Racetech did a lot of WP stuff, but they are an authorized center. They do a lot of WP work, and I think it's really cool that Luke is back at Racetech and he's doing the suspension. So for WP guys out there listening to this, hey, give Racetech a shot. Luke knows his shit when it comes to to WP suspension. Obviously, he's been around it. He was on the TLD race team, so um, feel safe to put your stuff in Luke's hands at Racetech and uh, send it over there. They have a bunch of new gold valve systems. They do cone valve stuff. They do track stuff. They do AER stuff, so go check them out, racetech.com. And also, old school, bring us some old school stuff. 
I used to have this handbook when I was on a 125 intermediate. Um, it was Paul Theed's Mental Edge handbook and video. Well, it's available on YouTube. You can go check it out. It's pretty cool. It's it's old, but some of the values that he's talking about in this video and this handbook, you can download it for free. It's a PDF file. And it just, I tell you guys, always keep a log. Well, it's all available. You can go check it out on racetech.com. It's on their homepage. Click on it. It's fun. Um, it's easy to do. It's kind of like a Bible for you guys out there that want to keep track of stuff. So anyway, go check it out. All right, guys. Three minutes of commercials. We're done with that. Like I said, we are here to talk about the White Stallion 350 CCs. It's a unique, you know, obviously I get a ton of emails about this bike. I always say I get a ton of emails, but you guys have no clue. I would say I get in between 35 to 45 emails a day about questions, and uh, a lot of them are about um, the Husqvarna and the KTM 350. So... That's what we're here to talk about today. First impression, 2018 Husqvarna FC350, a unique machine in between. I always get you know emails saying, hey, what's it like compared to a 250? What's it like compared to a 450? I'll kind of break that down here for you guys today in this podcast. We'll talk about the engine. We'll talk about the suspension. We'll talk about the chassis. And I'll throw some extra tidbits in there for you guys. Um, we will do. We will be doing a, a living with podcast, kind of when I get some more hours on her. But man, it's been a long week for me. I apologize for getting this podcast up late. I would say it's what it's Friday today, so maybe three days late. I was in Minnesota freezing my nutsack off, negative fifteen degrees, riding snow bikes. Came home and I had a week long uh, worth of testing. So uh, I just got home. Um, wanted to get this out to you because I rode the Husqvarna for a couple days at a couple different tracks, and I just want to break it all down for you guys right here. So, thank you for listening, and uh, like I said, thank you for all the continued support and all the nice emails that I get, and all for all the guys that I meet at the track. I appreciate um, you guys listening, and I'm glad it's working out for you guys. Um, I wouldn't be here doing this if it didn't. So. Um, I feel like this is something that you guys need, and I'm here to deliver. So let's stop bullshitting. Let's get down to business. Let's talk about this thing. So right away, let's talk about the engine because that's always the most available thing that I can see that everyone needs as an engine out of this thing, right? So everyone says, oh, it's 350 enough. It's 350 enough. I don't know. Is it too much? Here's the deal. If you guys listen to my podcast about which bike is right for you, 350s were mentioned quite a bit. If I wasn't really competitive at my age and I wasn't thinking about racing and going these races and, and, and I wanted the most out of the, you know my engine horsepower-wise, I would ride a 350 all the time. It's probably the most fun bike that I can you know put my leg over. Husqvarna has a nice machine with the 350. So I got it, it has two hours on her. It was, was, they break it in, they give it to me. Um, I set you know, suspension up, set the sag up. I go out on the track and immediately I feel comfortable. I feel like, man, I can't believe how much torque this thing has. Because it's been, I don't know, it's been almost a year since I've ridden a 350 when I was at Dirt Rider and I kind of forgot, right? I've been on a 450 a lot, been riding 250s. But I just haven't been on a 350 size bike in a while, and it's so exciting off the bottom end. Okay, 
So I went to Milestone. It kind of tailor. It kind of really fits this size engine at Milestone. And then I went out to one of my rough tracks, which is faster, has some hills. Well, you need some horsepower. It's deep, it's sandy. And I was still shocked by how much horsepower this thing has. So in bone stock form, bottom end, let's just say 250 versus 350. Way more torque than a 250cc size bike. And I'm talking to Yamaha because Yamaha has the most torque out of a 250cc engine four-stroke. It's by far more than a 250 four-stroke. And I would say it's closer to a 450cc size machine. You're just not getting as much pulling power out of the corner. If it was a really tight track and you had 180s everywhere, I would say a 350 would be better than a 450. Um, where it kind of hurts the 350 a little bit compared to a 450 is on long, deep hills where you kind of want that meat, that top-end pull. It doesn't quite have that. It has... It, it'll rev out farther, I would say, compared to the KTM, because I have some time on the new KTM, it revs farther than the KTM 450 factory edition, and that's the beauty of this motor. I get some of my vet guys saying, I don't want to ride this thing because it doesn't have any torque, it won't pull my ass around, I can't lug it. You'll be surprised. This, <laughs> this FC350 engine, you can lug around in third gear and corners and just touch the clutch, blah, blah, and it'll get right back into the meat of the power and on its way down the road. Now, a 450, you probably can lug more and just twist the throttle without fanning that clutch, and it'll get you on down the road, right? But you just have to use a little bit more finesse. And yeah, you got to be a little bit more aggressive with this 350cc engine. But I'm telling you guys right now, if you rode this thing second gear out of a corner... You'll be surprised how much pulling power this thing has. And you can leave it in second gear instead of having to shift. Where in a 450, unless it's special circumstances like, you know, the KTM, which revs out really far, this <laughs> this FC350, it'll rev so far. Like, I used to shift because I was like, oh, it's time to shift. It, well, I could have used second gear another 150 to 200 feet before it revved out. So I was so used to shifting at certain points at these tracks that I didn't need to. So it actually, it created less work for me when I just left it in second gear. So that's what I had to retrain my brain a little bit because I wasn't used to it. So second gear on this Husqvarna is very wide. It pulls very far. Third gear, it's amazing. It pulls very far. Mid to top end, keeps pulling. You think you're going to blow this thing up because it just revs so far, but it just keeps pulling, 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 and it doesn't flatten out. It's a really fun motor. Um, it's very impressive to mid to top. Yes, you're not getting as much bottom-end torque feeling as a 450cc motorcycle, but let's talk about this. How many of you guys out there listening to this can really handle a 450? I know when I get tired, it's a lot of bike, and then I mess up. With this 350... I feel like I can ride it a little bit harder and not get as tired. And I feel like if I'm in 20 minutes into my moto, I feel a little fresher. And the bike, like I said, you can use second gear more, so I don't got to shift as much. So I like this engine character a lot. I really want to build this engine up. I'm going to try to ask Husqvarna if I can build like a fast 350cc um, engine and see how it compares to a 450. 
if I was, like I said, if I wasn't racing and I didn't think about, I was, you know, wanted to race a few times a year and be really competitive, I would own a 350 and be fine because you can clear things out of corners. It's not an issue. It's much better than 250 cc engine, and you're getting more torque than a 250. But we're going to talk about chassis in a minute. But the 350 cc engine um, is so free feeling. Like compared to a Yamaha YZ250F, the FC350 it just has a lighter crank feel. So when you have your throttle hand, you're like whoop whoop whoop. It has a freer feel. It doesn't have that much drag. Like a YZ250F has a lot of drag to it compared to the 350. So it's a peppy, fun, light, crank feeling um, engine delivery, and I had a blast on you know blast riding it. So. Things you guys can do out there to your engine to if you guys want a little bit more torque. So Husqvarna gave me a, a couple extra side panels with some holes drilled in it. And one had six holes right on the side and one had six holes kind of towards the back um, near the airbox. This helps throttle response and torque feeling. So you guys can drill out the side of your side panel where the airbox is. And if you guys want a photo of this and how they do it and where they do it, just send me an email at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll send you the file, and you guys can see how big the hole is because I don't know how big the hole is, so I can't tell you, hey, it's, you know, drill it out, you know, 12 millimeter hole or whatever. I don't know. So I'll send you guys a photo that I have took, and uh, that way you guys can kind of mimic of where to drill. But it does help. So if you want a little extra... That's a, that's a really cheap way to get some extra torque and throttle response. So unlike the Rockstar Edition 450 where I had some holes drilled out, it didn't really do much on the 450. It didn't feel a whole lot of difference. A little bit RPM response, but no real torque or extra meat. 350, actually, I can feel it. So I would recommend that for you guys out there with this bike. Just drill out some holes, and uh, you'll get an extra extra you know, little torque feeling out of a corner so um, that's a little tidbit for you guys out there now moving on the suspension the obviously the the valving's a little bit softer than a 450 um, they run air pressure a little bit different instead of 10.8 on a 450 they run 10.6 bars in the fork on a 350 I went up to 10.7 and started there I felt like it was a little bit divey with the AER fork on D-Cell, especially when that dirt is super grabby and deep. So um, you guys are out there, I'm 170 pounds. If you guys are a little bit of aggressive rider or if you're a little bit heavier, start at 10.7 or 10.8 bars on that fork and make sure you guys bleed the fork. A lot of you guys ask, ask me, you're bleeding the air fork? Yes, there is bleed holes on this AER fork. Now, where you put the air side in, okay, so you're putting some air in your fork, right next to that is what I use is a 10 millimeter T-handle. You unscrew that little piece, little bolt that's right next to the Schrader valve, and that releases air. It doesn't release the air that you're putting. It's a separate chamber. So just so you guys know out there, that does help. So if you guys build up pressure in this other chamber, you guys can bleed it. And if you don't bleed it, it does create a little bit of a harshness at the beginning of the stroke. So make sure you bleed your fork every time you check your air. I would check your air first 
and then bleed that valve. If you go to the other side of the fork, there's another little Torx head, which I would rather have a Phillips head, but for those of you guys out there with KTM and Huskies, you guys probably have Torx heads. So there's a Torx head, that's also a bleed. Take that out, let it bleed, put it back in, you're good. So those, there's two bleeds on the AER fork. Make sure you guys try to bleed those every time you uh, check your air pressure when you go riding. That'll, that'll save you a little bit of harshness in the initial part of the travel. Now on the track, I would say the 2018 FC350 fork comfort is not quite as good as a 2018.5 factory edition 450. Now, if we're comparing 2018 FC450 to an FC350, I would say FC350 has a little bit more comfort than the 450. The FC450 has a little bit of a mid-stroke kind of sharpness, harshness that I like to call it. Like I have a nice free feeling initially and then I kind of get like a little ramp up, like a little bit too much where it's harsh. On the 350, I don't get that. I have good dampening. It's nice and supple at the beginning of the stroke and it kind of moves freely through the stroke a lot better than the FC450. Now, that's with stock air pressure. When I added a little bit, 10.7, because I wanted some more hold up. I got a little bit of a harsh feel, but still not quite as bad as a FC450. I can't really compare, you know, obviously the Rockstar Edition to this FC350 because we're dealing with different chassis, but going straight from 2018 bikes, I do think the 350 needs a little bit of air, but it also has a little bit more comfort than the 450. Um, for compression, I went in two. So I would go in a little bit too. So you have 10.7, 10.8 bars, go in on compression. I slowed the rebound down one click. I experimented, I tried to open it up to see if that kind of helped that harshness. It didn't really, I slowed it down, it didn't really help that, but it also just slowed the action down for me a little bit coming into corners. Where I noticed it is when you have a nice rut during the morning, right? You have this nice arc, you're ripping ruts, and then later in the day, the rut starts getting a hook in it, right? So you have this hook in the middle of the corner where the AER 48 fork on this FC350, it kind of was real quick. I'd hit that hook and it kind of would push down in and pop back up, and I didn't like that feeling. So slowing that fork down kind of settled that whole front end down when ruts started getting a little bit blown out and they started getting hooked. So Try slowing your fork down, if not one to two. Stiffen it up a little bit, because I think this stuff's gonna be a little bit soft for most of you out there, unless you're 140 pounds, okay? So us grown-ass men, you know, you're gonna need a little bit more beef, a little bit more air, a little bit more compression, slow that sucker down. Moving on to the rear side of this bike, 104, 105 millimeters of sag is where you're gonna be. Um, if you're 200 pounds, I'm telling you guys, really, really, really try to stick to this SAG number, okay? I've experimented with SAG, you know, not so much on this bike. I went straight to 105 and I like it, but I've had some time last year's bike. I did a lot of SAG settings. I always came back to 105. So very key to hit 105 millimeters of SAG. It's a little bit empty feeling on the rear shock, okay? And what I mean by empty is on high-speed compression, you're hitting the face of a jump or you're landing a little bit long on a transition of a, of a jump on a landing, it's kind of empty and it just kind of blows through and then you're gonna have this 
Dunlop black mark on your white rear fender. It's not cool. You need to stiffen up to high speed a touch, quarter turn, low speed, go a couple clicks. And for me, unlike the fork, I opened up the rebound a little bit. So I went faster on the rebound one click, and that helped kind of rear feel traction, rear wheel and feel, accelerating out of corners when the, like I said, later in the day when that rut starts getting blown out and you got some acceleration chop coming out of that, you're going to want to speed up that rebound a little bit to have that tire stick to the ground better. But you're going to want a stiffer feeling when you hit the jump or you're landing because you want it to hold up a little bit. So that's the compensation, guys. You're going to want to keep that traction, but you're gonna want a little bit of a stiffer feel. The whole bike as a whole is a kind of a soft feeling. So you just kinda want both ends just raised up just a little bit and doing that with the compression on both sides, fork and shock, will help this bike tremendously. This bike isn't as finicky as its older brother, bigger brother. It's pretty, pretty easy to set up. Once I got a nice setting and the couple tracks that I've ridden, it was uh, pretty balanced. I uh, didn't have any pitching, um, not really any deflection. The AER fork, and I'm starting, you know, you guys are tripping out there. I'm not an air fork guy, but I would say out of all the bikes that I have ridden, just stock, this is probably the second best fork there is. And it's an air fork, trust me. I don't want to like it, but facts are facts. It's a pretty damn good fork. The only downside to the AER fork is it changes over time. When I went out, did my moto, or even a couple motos, it was pretty good. But once I stayed late, after 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, the track's getting dried out, it's getting choppy, it's just not as comfortable because that air pressure changes. So you're going to have to be conscious of that. Um, it's not as consistent as a Yamaha, obviously, KYB SSS fork. But as far as comfort and less harshness and performance, it's pretty damn good. So overall, suspensions, I'm happy with that. Just try to go to those settings, and I'm sure you guys will be too. Commercial time. You know what time it is. It's commercial time. Hey, welcome to the commercial break. I'm singing to you, and you're probably like, turn that crap down. Let's get back to the podcast. But hey, real quick, I want to talk to you guys about two companies that help us out. They're very cool people. First one, Clint at Rutted Racing. You can follow them at Rutted Racing on Instagram or visit them at ruttedracing.com. Sweatshirts, hoodies for your chick, t-shirts for your chick, beanies, t-shirts for you. If you're a longer dude and you don't want an oversized fit t-shirt, go to Rutted Racing. They look good. You're a bigger guy. You want to look cool? That's where you go. Rutted Racing. So go check them out. They hook some guys up. They hook Tyler Bowers up. You know, they're sponsoring him. They sponsor this show. They're supporting the sport. And they have good products. I do not accept advertisers here that have crap products. So I accepted Rudder Racing because I tried what they're doing Got Heather a hoodie. She loves it. I tried on their stuff. It's soft. It's not all coarse, 100% cotton. It's really nice stuff. So, hey, please go check them out. Again, Instagram, at Rutted Racing or RuttedRacing.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you. Maybe he'll kick you 10%. I don't know. It's worth a shot. Hey, ScreenPrintingDone.com as well, okay? Neil 
at ScreenPrintingDone.com does all my shirts. So you guys out there ordering, you guys can go to Heather at KeyFrinkTesting.com, order some Kiefer apparel. But that's who does it, ScreenPrintingDone.com. If you guys want to make your own T-shirts, hoodies, maybe you're starting a party. Hey, I want to start a party. Hey, I want to build a party around my shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Put something on it. Say Rob's 25th or uh, Alex's 21st, Vegas party. Let's get loose. I don't know what you guys want to do out there. But you can make anything you want. Hit up Neil at ScreenPrintingDone.com. Mention Kiefer. You know what I want to say. Order 12 tees, get 10 for free. You guys can't beat that stuff. Get some cool stuff. You have a logo you want to make up? Make some shirts, make some money. People are doing it. ScreenPrintingDone.com. Check them out. Now, the chassis. This bike feels light. Um, I don't got the weight right now for you guys. I will get that in my Living With podcast. But just weight feeling... It feels lighter than a 250F. I'm going to tell you. I don't know if it's the peppy engine, low-end excitement that makes it feel light or, you know, or the combination of both. Having that nice, low-end um, RPM excitement and having it be just plain, you know, lightweight on paper. Those two combined makes it so flickable. Side-to-side movement, um, ease of direction change, really easy on this bike. And comparing it to a 450, the 450 feels really light too, but RPM response is a little bit more peppier on, uh, I shouldn't say more peppier, it's peppier on the FC350. So I think it's just, it feels five pounds lighter than a 450. And I, I don't, on paper, I don't think it's that much. I think it's pretty damn close to a 450. But definitely the 250Fs that I have, you know, have ridden so far this year, which is, damn near almost all of them. There's only a couple that I didn't ride, and those are the more the, the obscure 250Fs, like the TM and things like that. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other story. We can get in that, too, but we're not going to do that. So it just feels lighter. So if for those of you guys worried about weight on a 350, don't worry about that. If you guys like a 250F feel, you're really going to like a you know this 350 feel. This is just a really good size bike. It's... I wish more manufacturers would make them. Maybe Husqvarna doesn't want me to say that because they're probably killing this market, them and KTM. But, man, it's just a fun, easy-to-use chassis. Straight line stability is pretty good. It's not the best I've ever felt. I still think uh, the new factory edition and Rockstar edition is a little bit more stable at speed, especially in some rollers, high-speed rollers. That new chassis they have on the 450 is really good. But it corners really well. I got a lot front. I got a lot of front end traction, and you guys know that I love front end traction. Um, it could steer at the rear. Um, initial lean coming to a rut is super easy. If you want to cut down from a blown out area off a berm, you can cut down and do that. The track is really opened up with this bike because of its lightweight feel. Um, I would say I would even venture to say probably the lightest bike feeling that I have felt this year. So um, that's <laughs> that's a pretty impressive uh, thing to say because uh, I ride a lot and I ride a lot of bikes, but to me, it feels damn light. And even on tighter tracks like Milestone and, and things like that, it just feels really maneuverable. So again, fun bike to ride. Uh, again, I told you about straight line a little bit. 
Um, that steel frame, it, it's great. I love steel frames. It, if you guys are on aluminum frames for a long time, it may take you a little bit longer to get used to a steel frame. But, oh, man, I'm telling you, there's there's a lot of great qualities about a steel frame that I like a lot, especially out here in the West Coast where our tracks are loamy in the morning and they get hard pack. It works well in both. And I really, uh, really appreciate the bump absorption that I get when the track gets hacked out and square edgy. I get a lot of traction. Um, I can get on the gas sooner than than other Japanese model bikes with aluminum frame. Um, even some of the people that I take riding with me that, uh, that go test with me, they say, man, you're on the gas so much sooner on a steel frame bike versus aluminum frame bike. I didn't think I was, but then we did some video recording and it's just proof. I think I'm on the gas a few feet earlier through a corner just because I feel like I have that lean angle just right and I have traction all the way through a rut. So um, th for those of you guys who don't know that, steel frame's really good in that area. So I think out of all the bikes, I corner, I corner a Yamaha pretty good. Uh, you guys are out there, oh, Yamaha doesn't corner a Kiefer. Well, I corner a Yamaha very well because it's really stable. I still feel like the YZ450 is a little bit more stable than this FC350, but once in the corner, man, I can get on the gas sooner with this sucker. So the connection to the rear rear tire is very good, and uh, I like a steel frame a lot. So hopefully Husqvarna in 2019 will go to that new generation, uh, generation chassis that the Rockstar Edition has, so um, crossing my fingers for that. So we will be seeing some new Husqvarna's in June. Always Husqvarna and KTM have um, the newest bikes out the soonest. You know, we are here almost March, and we're going to have some 2019 models to deal with here just in a couple months, you know. So uh, excited about that. Excited to ride this 350 more. Some extras that I threw in here. I like the Pro Taper Bar Band. I'm telling you guys, if you guys want flex out of a bar... And I have tested a lot of bars, guys. Trust me. I mean, just this week, I was going through some several bars, okay? I can't really get into it, what I was doing, but went through a lot of bars. Pro Taper feels the best as far as compliancy, damping feeling. It just, I just feel less vibration and less bump um, hardness. Like, that's what we use in testing world is bump hardness. Um, so I don't feel... Like other other bars out there have have measured up to the pro taper bar, so I do like a Renthal fat bar. I'm I'm pretty big on not having a crossbar as I get older. You know, I'm not as strong as I used to be, and I want a little bit more flex. So I like the band of the pro taper on the FC 350. It's a good bar. I wouldn't even mess with it. I'm six foot tall, and I think it's great. Seat covers harsh, man. You better spackle your ass with some bag balm because that little spiky ass seat that Husqvarna has, holy shit, man. Two days on this sucker, literally I wear asterisk zero G pants, okay? You guys know that I love this pant. It eats through the pant. Like, it doesn't eat through my, like, my light hydrogen gear. That's still good where the yoke is on my ass, but it rubs the nylon through my asteroid and just creates a hole. And then I got this rash on my ass, so I come home and Heather's like, Heather's like, what the hell is wrong with your ass? Why is it all red? I'm all, a Husqvarna happened to my ass. That's what's going down. It eats my ass up. 
So don't be manscaping. You don't need to. It'll just shear the hair right off of your butt. So just be known that this, it works. It's really grippy, but it'll eat your ass up. I wish Husqvarna would tone down little spikes on this seat or just put some ribs in it, man. Like the Rockstar Edition has ribs and they have little spikes on that too, but they're not as harsh as the 2018 FC350. Man, that, that thing is gnar. So uh, Husqvarna guys, if you're listening, just chill out on the seat gription. Gription, there's a new word. Yes. For those of you guys out there listening, use that word, gription. Um, so yeah, it works, guys. The, the seat is very sticky. You won't be sliding backwards under throttle, but just be aware that's going to eat your ass up a little bit. So if you guys are looking for a seat cover, you know, maybe go to something a little bit less abrasive. Uh, map switches, I'm usually a map two. Map one's pretty good at milestone where it's tighter and it's more controlled. But map two, man, it's peppy. It's pop, 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 pop. It's, I can't really make four stroke noises over podcasts. So. That's my four stroke noise. So map two, super peppy, fun, has a light feel. Um, I use that 90% of the time. So most of you guys will go to that map two. Map one is good on really hard pack, tight tracks. Um, I tried TC. Eh, it's okay. It wasn't really, it's just so-so for me. It wasn't just like, oh man, it's life-changing when it's hard pack. It's okay, but I, I do, I'm cool with map one in hard pack. So still has a lot of rear wheel traction. And yeah, TC works. Um, pretty good on an FC350. It works really good on an FC450 where you can really feel it. But eh, I don't really notice that much of a difference with the traction control on a 350. So um, for me, I'm a MAP2 guy. I like that. Again, 170 pounds, ride fairly aggressively. But if you want some pulling power um, out of that corner, MAP2. MAP1 stretched out a little bit longer mid to top. Um, but bottom in is not quite as good as map two. So, um, so yeah, so hydraulic clutch, you guys know about that. It's bitching. I'm all in on that. Um, Husqvarna goes with a Magura instead of a Brembo. Um, I'm cool with that. I don't notice any really difference between the two. And I'm pretty picky with clutches. I do like the brakes, obviously. Brembo brakes are awesome. And, um... They were supposed to go to Magura brake, but they never did. And I tried that thing, and it was really good, too. Brembo's are a little bit touchy if you're not used to them. And this Magura one that they didn't go to market with that I tried was really progressive and strong, which made it really easy to drag that front brake a little bit through ruts. Um, but the Brembo, nonetheless, super strong. Just be aware if you're coming off a Japanese model uh, Nissan, they're, the the Brembos are very, very strong and touchy. So make sure you can adjust them um, with that little wheel that's there, which is also bitching. I wish more people would use that thing. It's a little wheel. You can just adjust how far you want the lever out or lever in. Same with the clutch. It's just all right there. You can do the adjustment right there. You don't have to get any tools. It's pretty cool. So um, I don't know if it's just me getting older. I'm on the Orange Brigade slash White Stallion uh, bandwagon, but... They're good bikes, man. This FC350 is a fun bike. Um, again, it's a great option for you guys in between. You don't race a lot. You don't want all that horsepower, but you're a little bit heavier. 350 is a great model for you guys. So that's about all I have for you guys today. 
Again, I'll be riding more with this bike. I'll be breaking down some other things. I'll be trying a different muffler to see if I get some more bottom end. And it's also a stock muffler, but taking that screen that's inside out, see if that helps. Um, be working with some more hole designs on the side panel to get some more airflow. Possibly an aftermarket muffler, I don't know. I might just leave her stock, I'll just experiment with stock. But hopefully get you some more information to see if anything breaks, anything happens. Oh, before I get off this thing, make sure you guys check your spokes on these wheels. They do loosen up, and over time, if you guys go two to three rides, you don't check your spokes, especially by the rim lock, um, you're going to blow out your whole hub. So do me a favor, stay safe, check your spokes at least every time you ride. If you're, you're coming in after you're done your moto, just feel them, okay? Get your hand around each spoke, spin your wheel around and feel all the spokes, especially the one by the rim lock. Those seem to loosen up the quickest. Check your t chain tension, all right? I'm about two and a half, three finger guy um, near the end of the, the chain um, slider. So just be aware of that. Don't get dirty, because I know where your mind's at when I said two and a half to three fingers. Stop it. But ride on if you're, if you're thinking about that. That's awesome. <laughs> So anyway, that's about it, guys. So far, so good on this sucker. FC350, very fun. I'm stoked on it. You guys see me around SoCal tracks in this thing. Let's talk about them. Come by, check out the bike. You know, it'll be in the back. White Stallion is his name. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to support the sponsors here. Race Tech, Fly Racing, and of course, RockyMountainATVMC.com screenprintingdone.com and rutted racing check all these guys out they have great deals neil at screenprintingdone.com just did up a bunch of new hoodies so if you guys want some new hoodies please buy some from me email heather heather at kieferinktesting.com she will set you up and mail you some hoodies maybe blow you a kiss uh, maybe write you a love note inside the package who knows do something. It's 40 bucks. Do it. And hey, if you guys want some really kick-ass hoodies and shirts, go to Rudder Racing. Check them out at RudderRacing.com or follow them at Rudder Racing. Very cool people. I miss them in Minnesota. They're based out of there. I didn't get to see them, but they've been helping us. They've been on board since day one. So, uh, so please check everybody out that sponsors me, helps me, and that keeps me going, answering the emails and doing these podcasts and keeps me from going bankrupt that's right tax man sucks so you guys know what that's about so thank you guys for listening this has been the rocky mountain atvmc.com kefir tested podcast we'll be back probably in a few days because i'm late as crap on this one so next week i'm not going to tell you what we're going to talk about but it's going to be nice it's going to be fun so um check it out check out my instagram page at Testing. Or my personal page at kkiefer120. Have some fun. Have some laughs. Be safe. Ride hard. Take care of each other. Be nice to your wives. Give her a kiss goodbye. Say I love you. Smack on the butt. Because she's putting up with your ass from riding dirt bikes. All right, guys. Later.